Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, so Lombardi Line, as we say good morning, and as I say good morning, you should feel rested and confused. Yes, it's been 100 years of daylight savings, and it continues to confuse us, but we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Comfortably and technically sound in his office in Jersey is Michael Lombardi. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Good morning. I am, I am good, Patrick. I am very good. I, I feel comfortable today. Uh, hopefully things work out, knock on wood. So everything's good. I'm excited for a great Saturday. Sunday. I'm sorry I missed most of you yesterday. Uh, interesting college football day, but we don't have to talk much about that, and uh, we can move on to these great games. Yeah, it's listen. Uh, my whole, all of my notes have to do with actives, inactives. As you know, Michael, we're at that point of the year where yeah. it really starts to play into the numbers. So let's get into those, and we'll talk about some of the big headlines from the week as well. The big one Stephen Bond had on a little sticky here. It's the optim the optimism is not high for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins playing today. You've heard. The same thing you know I, th- I have a feeling Hopkins will try to go uh, whether he goes or not whether he's effective or not that's a whole different story I do not think Murray can go I mean look Murray is beep beep for a reason I mean he can move its movement that is what makes his game if he becomes a four eight four seven guy because he can't push off the ankle he's just a short quarterback you know he's not mm-hmm. really going to be the difference and so it's the movement that creates the problems because remember go back to the Green Bay game when they made him play in the pocket, when he had a play there and they built the umbrella around, umbrella around him, it wasn't as effective. That's the, that's the way to defend this player. His movement creates problems, running to his right, throwing all the way across the field with that powerful arm. I think they would be smart not to play him. Let Colt McCoy go out there and see what he can do. The Niners are healthy today. The Niners are the one team that are getting healthy. That's right. It's November. You know, and this is the time that, you know, you got if you're healthy and you can start putting together some wings and wins and stringing along some good games, your team gets ready to play in January. Okay, so a huge swing here. Arizona opened two and a half in San Francisco, Michael. We've now gone through three the other way. So think about that. We've gone through zero. Now through that key number of three, we've got it officially three and a half. I'm seeing a couple of fours on the board. You just said it. Arizona, Kyler Murray, and DeAndre Hopkins. However, with the 49ers, it looks like Kittle's going to return today. He's going to take half the snaps, but that's huge for them. Huge. And Elijah Mitchell's going to play. They're all going to play for San Francisco. They're healthy. It's interesting, right? So the last time they played, what, three weeks ago, 
it, what it was maybe a month ago. Uh, Murray played. I didn't think he was healthy in the game, but that was Trey Lance's first start. Mm-hmm. And the Niners played as well as you could play. It was 17-10. to 10. Lance had a chance to get the ball in the end zone, you know, and they called him short. I don't know how they could, but they did. Yeah, they couldn't see that he crossed the line. Let's be fair here. And so it was a great game. Now we get the reverse. Now we potentially get a Colt McCoy game with Jimmy Garoppolo starting a quarterback, and we'll see how they do. I, I think they'll run the football effectively on him. I think this Arizona team, this is what worries you if you're a Cardinal fan. The longer the season goes, can you stay healthy? Now, you know, I think they're going to get Rodney Hudson back in their offensive line. That'll help tremendously. You know, last week when they played Green Bay, they didn't have, even have Max Garcia. They had to play Shane Harlow at center. So I think that helps. But, look, the right side of this offensive line, Josh Jones, we saw him get pushed back in the pocket almost repeatedly by Dean Lowry of the Packers. And then Kelvin Beecham. Those two guys, you can attack them. And with Colt McCoy in the game, I suspect they'll go after him. There are two wide receivers. And by the way, week nine, you're going to see a ton of divisional matchups, obviously, as we uh, start to get loose here on the Lombardi line. Debo Samuel and Cooper Cup have had huge years. The question today, looks like Debo's going to try to give it a go, Michael, but he's not 100%. That's the only San Francisco question mark. Uh, As I say that, there's a game on the board that we need to kind of tread lightly around, and that's in Carolina. Your wife, Millie, is down there. Your sons are down there. The whole family. There, yeah. The whole family is down Bill there. Bill Berman's there. Bill, Bill Berman's going to do the coin toss. I'm sure he's yeah. probably going to do the coin yes, flip. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. In his Georgia, in his Georgia sweater vest, he'll be out there doing the coin flip. Absolutely. I don't think we're ever going to get that sweater vest off him. I'm convinced <laughs> we're not getting that off him. New England, Carolina. I bring it up because uh, a couple of por- important actives. Sam Darnold has been cleared to play. And Christian McCaffrey is active, Michael. I have no information on this game. There has been a lockdown. There has been a complete lockdown of information from either one of my blood relatives in this game. I got nothing here, Patrick. <laughs> I got nothing. You know, I mean, they see, they, they mean, see on their delayed. phone. They see DAD pop up on their phone and they just hit end. <laughs> yeah, they just and then they'll get a WTF from me if they don't respond. <laughs> but that's OK. But anyway, so here's the best is Belichick. Says to, to says to Mick the the other who's your mother rooting for in this game? <laughs> so now the pressure's really on. <laughs> okay, so th- for those that don't know, let me just clarify: Matt, Michael, and Millie's son is in Carolina doing a great job, and Mick, of course, doing a killer job there in New England. Also, Matt, also uh, Michael and Millie's son. Now the number: uh, New England open three. We have gone to three and a half. A little surprise. I did see Circa come back to three with the announcement. We're official at three and a half, but it looks like McCaffrey's going to give it a go. Yeah, I mean, look, he's got to give it a go, and, and they need him. They need, they need a guy averages 10 yards a catch. More than anything, they need him in the passing game. Give Darnold some comfort to take advantage of the size of these linebackers for the New England Patriots. The, you know, that's the one area where you can do some damage is, you know, the Patriots have not tackled well, evidenced by the long run last week, the two long runs last week against the Chargers, and McCaffrey's a hard guy to tackle. Hard guy to tackle. So they need him to take some of the pressure off of Darnold. Can he stay healthy for the game? It's more the shoulder, I think, than the concussion that's concerning them. I think it's the shoulder. And look, the number one thing that's got to happen in this game is is Robbie Anderson's got to show up. The guy's been targeted 50, M-I-A. Ta- 50 times. M-I-A. Yeah, and, and he's only got 18 catches. I mean, the guy has to show up. I mean, that's part of the one of their big problems offensively. This is a game about what offensive line plays the best. The Panthers' weakness is their offensive line. The Patriots in the month of September, it was their weakness. They've been proved. The strength of the Panthers is their defensive front. And so how each team handles the other opponent's front is going to be the key to the game. Okay, so a couple of things. Uh, Next segment, we're going to get into some of the big stories uh, from the week, Odell, Aaron Rodgers, and we'll carry that over to the market. Before we do, want to take a stab at the most bet game on the board early this morning? Oh, I didn't look at that. Good. Uh, Take a stab. I I didn't look at that, and I would say usually it's the high. Let me guess it's Buffalo-Jacksonville. Heavily bet. Not the most heavily bet. Denver, Dallas, early window, most heavily yeah. bet game on the board. So Pres- Prescott, of course, forty-one thousand tickets. Look at oh that! Oh my gosh! And sixty percent of the tickets are on Denver and the points. I, I think you know the. It, it's interesting. The line went from eight and a half. It opened to ten, and it stayed at ten. And the money's coming in on Denver. 
yet the number open eight and a half and now we've seen it hit 10 obviously a key number but it's sticking 10 the juice uh, looks like we could the good point on the percentages and you can find the percentages and the splits up at vsin.com i'm seeing some juice head down what does that mean that 10 could end up nine and a half and westgate's got it at nine and a half so they've already come down there now here's what you have to understand what i always look for and i think you have an impossible time figuring out where really the money is is it you know again we'll get into that whole sharp conversation who is a sharp you know but what happens is to me when there's a low ticket count on the team like denver only has 35 percent of the tickets but they have 60 percent of the money that should move the line that should move the line because there's a there's there's a that means there's a significant amount of money in those low t- in that ticket count so somebody whomever that somebody is is spending a lot of money on denver and that should move the line whenever you see that you'll see whenever you see a low ticket count with a high dollar amount that's what you'll see for example you know what, what we're not seeing in the charger eagle game chargers have 81 percent of the tickets they've got 88 percent of the money or something they're getting all 83 percent of the money they're getting all the money so you know now that line's going to move predicated on who's betting we see that right mm-hmm. so it's all about trying to understand that element yeah no it's well put I, you know i'm just looking at it's such an exciting week more than just what's happening in carolina for the crew there but it's there's so many question marks the unthinkable tragedy what happened uh, with henry ruggs here in las vegas oh. how does that team travel to the giants they're going to be laying three if you're betting that game it is really just blindly going in there expecting to understand the psyche of a team like las vegas this is an unthinkable tragedy on so many levels and it's also challenging in the sense that what Ruggs does, and we have to analyze this. I mean, Ruggs, you know, it was tragic. The poor young girl, the dog in the car, horrible, right? Mm. What are you doing at 3 o'clock in the morning going 100? You know, all those things. But from a football standpoint, how it affects the betting line. Losing Ruggs, to me, is significant for them because he was the one player on their team that could really stretch the field. He was the guy that could go down the field, and you really had to pay close attention to him. You had to pay close attention to him. I think he had like 24 catches. He only had two touchdowns, but he was almost at 20 yards a catch, Patrick. Incredible. Almost at 20 yards a catch, right? So he was their Tyreek Hill. Now they don't have that. Do I think they signed to Sean Jackson? I think that's probably the best player to sign for them. He would give them a vertical threat outside if the, after, you know, once he clears the wire on Monday. So to me, I think losing him, if you're Pat Graham, the defensive coordinator of the New York football giants, you, you no longer have to worry about someone beating you over the top. You feel like you can hang on there with your corner situation and effectively take away some of the intermediate routes. You know, you know Renfro's not going to beat you. Waller certainly can beat you, but you can double Waller. Where's the ball going if we take away Waller? Is it going to Renfro? Is it going to Edwards? That's the key question. You set me up for the tease. A tremendous job, partner. There's another wide receiver on the block. His name is Odell. We'll get to yeah. him, Aaron Rodgers, the impact of that number up in Kansas City. We got a full show. You are coming in loud and freaking clear. How does it feel? Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's so good to be back. Thank you. I think the most happy person in the room is Stephen Bond. He just wipes sweat from his brow when we come back. Aaron Rodgers, Odell, and more. We're just getting you started. Week 9 here on the Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Brent, thank you. Football season's here. It's time to download BetMGM, the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app. It's the premier sports betting app here in town. Again, if you're in town here in Vegas, stop by an MGM property. Bring that state-issued ID. You're ready to go within minutes. State-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Please gamble responsibly if you do have an issue. It's one 800 5 222-4700. Hope you're doing great. Hope you got an extra hour. Well, we all got an extra hour of rest. You're feeling good. Chipper, ready to go. I'm Patrick Maher. He is, of course, Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi line. So, Dr. Aaron Rodgers, Galileo, mm-hmm. with the science and the, <laughs> and the medicine mixed together. I appreciate his intake. Uh, now, the, the problem here is, of course, Tuesday we find out he tested positive. He was immunized, but he was a little deceiving. He wasn't vaccinated so he's got to go 10 days here's let's talk let's talk about what's up front here michael then i'll get your take up front kansas city hosts green bay tonight it was a two and a half number it's all the way up to seven seven across the board let's start there well look I, you know I, i've been on record about the head coach lafleur and about the team Rodgers makes this all go. We we can all talk about it. You know the vaccination, the non-vaccination, the, the you know the decision he made, all those things. Whether you like him as a person, whether you don't like him, I, that's to me all irrelevant. That's all your own opinion. Right. As a football player, as a football player, this is one great, great underscore the word great football player, and he is the infrastructure of their team. He is the operating system of the Green Bay Packers, and. Do you really think LaFleur would have gotten to 40 wins without him? I doubt it. We're going to find out today. We're going to find out today what that Packer offense looks like without him. And I think it's a real challenge. And people say, well, you know, he's playing against the Chiefs. This should be, you know, he'll move the ball against Chiefs. Not so fast. The Chiefs have played better defense the last three weeks. It's a little deceiving, even the Tennessee game where they lost 27-3. to They stopped the run in that game very well. And the last two weeks, they have played good defense. Really, they have played good defense. They've cut down their packages. They've, they've gotten Chris Jones back. Frank Clark's playing better. You know, they got Daniel Sorensen off the field to take away the liability that he presents in coverage on the second and third level. So they've improved. They have improved. The problem with the Chiefs have been their offense. I mean, let's be real clear here. Their offense has been the problem. And Mahomes specifically, not making good decisions with the ball, being careless with the football. We're allowed to have that conversation. When you're 4-4 four and four and you're the star player of the team and you are deserving of that, of that, of that crown, 
and you don't play well, you deserve to get criticized. And so the last three weeks, we've seen this team score. You know, they were down and they were down 13 to 10 at the half against the Washington football team. They rally back. They score 31. Then they score three against the Titans and 20 against the Giants. Go back to the Buffalo game where Buffalo stomped them 20 to 38 to 20. I mean, they have not been explosive in the last month. A lot of it has to do with how people are playing them. You know, for pro football focus, I'd like to point out the reason those safeties are so deep is because that you believe the almost overrated receiver in football might get behind you. That that's why they're that deep. That's this whole coverage is on Tyreek Hill. So long-winded answer, and I apologize. No, please. I think we're going to find out today, really, about Lafleur, about Love, the Packers, and I think they're going against a defense that's playing better. So good job, Stephen Bond. One and nine. That's the Chiefs' ATS in their last ten home games. As a dog, Lafleur is seven and two straight up and ATS. So this is throw a- it all out the window. Those numbers twelve's not behind center. He's not there. I'm aware. I'm aware. I, I, I thank you for the thank you for the information. I was just uh, simply trying to say, Jordan Love, your expectations without Rodgers, do you expect them to be more run based, but or or test the secondary that has struggled? I, I think they will be more run. They will try to run the ball. They'll try to keep from making negative plays. They'll try to keep. Uh, advancing the ball, not, you know, not going backwards, not being in second and 14, getting sacked. I think this is going to be a hard game because here's what happens. You're playing in Kansas City, a lot of crowd noise. You're going to get against a bunch of different looks. The, the, the Spagnola defense of Kansas City is somewhat complex. Mm. It's complex to the chief players. They make more mental mistakes than, than, than they create problems. Okay, so And for a young quarterback who's not used to playing, to go against this defense is going to be hard for him. It's going to have to happen fast. And he's going to have some mistakes. So I think they're going to need to rely on the run game. Dylan Jones, give him some easy throws. Try to stay ahead of the count. Try to be in second and five. You know, third and three. Those kind of things. And just try to not create the negative. Not allow him. Because Spagnuolo's goal, his number one goal, is to create negative plays. One negative play a drive. That's all he cares about. If he can get you into second and 20, he knows he's going to get off the field. He gets you into third and 18, he'll get off the field. So, four and four, two and six ATS for the Chiefs, Michael. I have to ask you the team itself and then Mahomes attack both. What do you expect moving forward? Well, until they change how they're attacking this, the way they're playing. You know, if it wasn't for Tyreek Hill last week, they wouldn't have won that game. And they only scored 20 points. You know, they refuse to continue. Look, I was talking to a general manager in the league this week, and we were talking about the Chiefs. And, and he's like, look, they really have. I mean, Mahomes is, is, you know, Mahomes is not playing well. We all know that. His footwork's a disaster. He's taking too many chances. He's loose with the ball. He does, he's not focused right now, and he's frustrated. You can see he's frustrated on the tape. However, that being said, the line that they thought was going to be much improved is not. They don't have a great running back. And so, and there's nobody else around them. I mean, they signed Josh Gordon. That was a joke. Pringle, there's no one. Hardeman's a good player in a role, but no one's going to beat you. If you take Hill away, force the ball to Kelsey. I mean, the one thing we know, fantasy football players that drafted Mahomes early, they know how badly Mahomes is playing. They'll be the first to line up and say he's not playing good because their numbers are just horrible. You know, and it translates. It, there's some translation into that. And, and, I, and I think that they have to change. I think you got to get into two tight ends at some point. I think you got to get Mahomes under center. I think you got to give up the 11 personnel the way you're playing it because you're not creating any mass-ups. You're not creating the matchups you want. It was nice when you were dominating. But now you're not dominating. you got to go to plan B. Boredom, carelessness, or what for Mahomes? I think a lot of it is 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 it's boredom. I think it's a little. It's obviously carelessness, and it's been so easy for him that he's been able to kind of get right. through it. And so now, like now, it, it, the way people are playing it, it's not easy. You know, I, I don't understand. Like last week against the Giants, why weren't they weren't attacking the intermediate routes? They were just a, they were there. I mean, like Peyton Manning said it on the air the other night. He said, "Look, the guy's wide open at the goal line. Throw him the ball." Mm. Trust what you see. I think he's a little bit of, he lacks his confidence. Hey, look, it happens to all great baseball hitters. I mean, you get you lose a little bit of your confidence. All of a sudden, you know, you think this pitch is coming and you're, no, you're hesitant. He's hesitant right now. Transition, 
to your boy, Odell Beckham Jr., Michael. So he wants yeah. to go. He wants to go to a contender. Uh, has been officially released from or waived from the the Cleveland Browns. So they move on from Odell Beckham Jr. Expectations moving forward. Teams you could see him with. Well, I think he's got to go to a place that has a strong coach, right? And a place that has needs a role. You know, could he go into Green Bay with Rodgers? I could see that. You know, I, I mean, Rodgers could handle him. He, you know, with Devontae Adams, he wouldn't be the main guy. He would give him somebody else. Uh, could I see him going to uh, Tampa? There's not enough. There's not enough plays for him in Tampa. Could I see him going to Arizona? Yeah, I could, because AJ Green has not been great, and he's on COVID. He's not going to play today. So, you know, and with Hopkins' injury, I could see them saying, okay, we can get another guy. And they have a way of managing these kind of guys. They've done a better job of it. Uh, could I see him going to the Raiders? I don't know if that's a good fit for the Raiders. I really don't. Because I don't think the Raiders have a strong head coach. No disrespect to Rich Bisacci. He's done a great job winning two games. But somebody who's going to really lead him. Even if Gruden was there, I don't think it would have been the right place. You know, uh, I could see him going to Kansas City to offset – what we're just talking about, to be a better player than Pringle, to be a better player than Josh Gordon. I could see that, and Andy Reid could manage him. Great point. Now, Cleveland-Cincinnati is a big one. It's a big one yeah. on a multitude of levels. Now, two-and-a-half opener. You see it, Michael. It's down to two everywhere. Even offshore, I got a book at one uh, with Cincinnati Lane at hosting Cleveland. Conklin's going to be out for the Browns. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I went back, I watched last year's game down there where Cleveland won 34, 37-34. They threw the ball twice down the field. Beckham got hurt in this game for the season he, on the left sideline on a deep route. Chubb didn't play in that game. Chubb playing is really going to make a huge difference today. And, and can they overcome Conklin? I think they can. As long as Willis is playing left tackle, they can. When they have them both out, I think it's a problem. Look, I, I think the Browns, the, Miles Garrett's going to have to create havoc. Clowney, they got to win. The, they got to play better defense, and they can if they put some pressure. The, the thing we have to watch for today is how badly Denzel Ward played against Higgins last year. He did not play well. The size bothered Ward. Ward's not a big man, and Higgins is a big receiver. Chase is a big receiver, and that bothered him. This is a huge spot, Michael, for the Browns. They're 0-3 yeah. ATS this year against teams with a winning record. Okay, so they're 4-4 yeah, overall. This is a big spot for the Browns. This is a game that can define their season. Good I point. mean, this is the one. You know, they get to 5-4 and four here, and they start the second half of the season in that because right now they're not making the playoffs. Haven't played well in division. 0-7 ATS against divisional opponents since last year as well, the Browns. Big, big spot for them in Cincinnati. We come back. Will Hill joins us here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, first bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000, receive 10 bucks instantly, and then up to $1,000 in bonus. Visit slash horses for details, and when you do, use the bonus code Vegas1000. I woke up this morning, Michael, and my meteorologist there at the crib, Jeezy, said it's going to be a boring weather day, which is good for everybody. Yeah. So when we have boring weather, that's good. Maybe some wind, uh, Buffalo, Jacksonville, maybe some wind, Houston, Miami. Outside of that, Michael, it's going to be uh, pretty damn good weather. I'm guessing down in Carolina, you've gotten an update. What's the weather down there? It's supposed to be 61 degrees. It's sweater vest weather today is what I've been told. I mean, that's what the text chain's telling me. So uh, everything's good down there. Uh, I did want to mention, you know, that Miami game. There's some, some debate whether Tua was going to play because of the swollen finger. I read this morning in the Miami Herald that Flores indicated that that was going to happen. He would play. Uh, so we'll see. But It's I a think dubious number, no, Michael. It's five. Yeah. You know, I know it, it, it opened at six, right? I got a seven opener the, at a book, too. So it even okay, opened a so seven, six and a half, seven, right? Then it went down to four. I mean, in the contest, it's four and a half. And usually Circa doesn't give out low numbers in the contest. Now, and, and if you look at Circa's contest numbers, there's always a game that they get caught off guard. This week it's San Francisco, Arizona. The line has flopped. Last week they did the same thing in Minnesota. Dallas ended up winning anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Dallas ended up winning anyway, so it didn't really matter. But the point here is, is Circa does such a great job of predicting where they think the line will be on Sunday 
that, you know, there's only if it's an injury to a quarterback do they ever get messed up. In this game, they they kept it at four and a half. I think they thought a lot of people were going to be – the number was going to go back uh, towards Houston, and that's but it, it went back towards Miami, which is somewhat surprising. Yep, you nailed it. And Tyrod Taylor, we should say, is in for Houston, so that's a note there. We bring in our buddy Will Hill, Point Spread Weekly. He's got the new podcast up at vcin.com slash podcast. And we say hi. Good morning, Will. How are you? What's going on, boys? Ready for a big day? I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay. We'll start Atlanta. I, I said last week you got a good feel on this team. You said, no, I don't. You're coming back. Yes, you do. <laughs> Atlanta, you're on them in New Orleans. And looks like you can find a seven right now on the board. Boy, if you can find a seven, I would I would bet that right now. I just don't think you can lay seven with Trevor Simeon. It's a law. You can't lay seven with Trevor Simeon. If it's not a law, it should be. This just this isn't the Saints team of five years ago where they're going to score 38 points every week. You know they're going to be very slow on offense. They're going to be very conservative. Um, you know they only run 64 per uh, plays per game on offense. So so it's really a methodical, slow moving, uh, conservative offense. I think if you can just get the 17, 20 points, if you're Atlanta, you're probably going to cover this number. To me, it's a low scoring game, an ugly game, probably a field goal game. Uh, I just think it's way too many points. Atlanta has a habit of playing well. In this building, even when the Saints are really good, Atlanta plays well in this building. So I like Atlanta here. I like the points. You know, I I, I kind of agree with Will. I I don't know. My numbers in this game, you know, obviously are, are, are a little skewed because of my numbers have Winston. Taysom Hill doesn't sound like he's going to really do much at quarterback if, in fact, he does play at all. And he's certainly not going to be the personal protector or the L4 on the kickoff team or the punt team. So where does the offense get generated by? You know, how do they create it? They're going to have to stop Kamar. Ingram gave him a big lift last week. But one thing I do think, I think Matt Ryan knows how to play against Dennis Allen. I think he understands it. You know, and I think they'll be able to move the football a little bit and keep it within a touchdown. Coming up in about 40 minutes, we will get to Michael's lines where we juxtapose Michael's number with the board, which is, uh, I love doing that. All right, next one. You like the Rams. They're hosting Tennessee, of course. Uh, no Derrick Henry, and you're going to lay seven, seven and a half here, Will. Yeah, part of this is no Henry, and it just changes their offense. It changes how defense play Tennessee. You make Tannehill a drop back passer, you take away play action, he's totally different. But part of it's the spot for Tennessee. I mean, how many times can you get up week after week? I mean, let's just review for a second. They play the Bills three weeks ago, Monday night. Huge win, emotional win, goal line stand. Great win. Six days later, they win on a short week. They blow out Kansas City. Then last week, they're dead in the water against the Colts, down 14-0. Great come from behind win. Back and forth game. They win in overtime, wrap up the division. And now you got to fire up the engine once more uh, to play the Rams here on the road. I just think it's a bad matchup. I think the Rams can really expose some of the weaknesses for the Tennessee defense. Tennessee doesn't get much of a pass rush. Uh, not good in the secondary. I think the Rams will be able to move the ball at will. I think they'll score in the 30s. I, I just think this is a 31-20, 34-20 type of game. Uh, I like the Rams to win this game by double digits. Uh, I'll lay it here with the Rams. You, you know what's interesting? There's a couple games this week on the schedule that really the the teams lost their operating system the henry losing the the injury to tennessee that's their op, everything they do offensively defensively turn is is based on henry that's why they signed adrian peterson they want to try to duplicate that style and so that operating system it's uh, will mention the play action passes you know what they do in the run game what they do in the passing game and now all of a sudden you can play a lighter box you know, you're not as worried about him breaking an 80-yard gain. You, you can double Julio Jones or double A.J. Brown who if he plays, in fact, today. So, to me, I think this is a hard game. I think we're going to see some of the warts of the Tennessee team. And then, the, conversely, the other, the other game is Green Bay. We're going to see their warts without Rodgers. Two teams lost their operating systems. And to me, I think you should either play them both together. You should either play Kansas City and the Rams, or you should, if you like the Packers, then you should play the Titans. You, you know, because to me, you got to go one way or the other. I don't think you can split it. What's interesting is this total open 54 and a half in Los Angeles with Tennessee in town. It's down to 52 and a half. All four of the Titans road games this year have cashed to the over. And in his starts in Tennessee, Tannehill is 26, 7 and 1 to the over. Something to keep in mind. Next one on the board. You do like the you do like the 49ers. A little bit of a get right spot in division here against Arizona. Yeah, no doubt. And you can say, well, you can't lay three and a half when you could have taken two and a half. You're right. You know, if you're laying three and a half when you could, when you could have taken two and a half, you're just on the wrong side of the number. You're, you're betting a bad number. 
Well, look, I mean, the number was two and a half on Wednesday or Tuesday, and we're doing the show on Sunday. You just got to kind of play the ball where it lies. And I think three and a half is going to look like a bargain here in a couple hours because I don't think Murray's going to play. From what it sounds like, they're very going to be very careful with him. You know, they're 7-1. and one. They don't need to push it. It's similar to Dak with the Cowboys last week. So, you know, if you get McColl, uh, Colt McCoy announces a starter here in a couple hours, I think this line goes to six, goes to seven, and you're still looking at a bargain at three and a half, even though it's not the best number. And, you know, like you guys mentioned earlier, San Francisco's getting healthier. They really could have beat them last, uh, last time they played a month or so ago, and that was with a beat-up San Francisco team, a beat-up offensive line. Uh, I like San Francisco to win this game, get back in the mix, um, if you're looking for a sleeper, a dark horse, uh, I don't know if they can win the division. They're pretty far back. But, you know, to come out of the conference at a long, long shot of, of a price, I think San Francisco's a team. They're getting healthier. If they could just keep the team on the field, you know, the coach for, for you know, the, the bloom is off the rose with Shanahan, but he's a good coach. You know, we know that despite the record. Uh, the quarterback wins games. The defense is good. This is just a, a well-balanced, a well-rounded team. I think they'll put a number on the Cardinals today. I like the 49ers. You know, Patrick, we still have not been able to convince my grandson, Dominic, that the Arizona Cardinals are not the, the undefeated, undefeated Cardinals. The undefeated the Cardinals. The undefeated Cardinals. He only goes by the Cardinals. He doesn't. He only gives you the the, 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 the logo. He doesn't give you the nickname. The, the, the cities will get on those. He's only four. I mean, how much more can he do? I mean, the man's up studying all night. He woke up in the middle of the night last night. I see him. his mother took a picture of him with a sheet out. He's looking at his game sheet. I mean, he's spending <laughs> he's more grinding. time than Matt LaFleur is. He's grinding it. I mean, he's the undefeated Cardinals. I, I I think, I think that the 49ers have played good defensively. Going back to Seattle game that they lost because you know when when Garoppolo got hurt in that game, I think they'll play really good today. I'm not sold that Arizona can offset all these injuries. Losing AJ Green, maybe not having Hopkins, Murray. They're not that talented depth-wise. I think it's a hard game for them. The most fascinating game on the board, and Michael, we're going to get plenty on this one later, but Will, I'm with you. Chargers, they're laying one in Philly. What? This is a much better football team. Yeah, I think new betters make the mistake of they just match up the quarterbacks and they pick the better quarterback. Hell, that's exactly what I'm going to do right now. I just can't <laughs> ignore the gap between Herbert and Hurts. Uh, we've seen Hurts and the Eagles struggle with these teams that can score early, get a lead. You know, the Cowboys on Monday night early in the year, the Bucks that Thursday night game a few weeks ago. If you can get a lead on the Eagles and make them a drop-back passing team, Hurts struggles. They need the run game. You know, they're protecting Hurts. They're, they're really scared of Hurts. Even these games, they win by blowouts. You know, he throws for 120, 130 yards. Uh, to me, it's just a total mismatch in quarterbacks. I'll take uh, Staley over Sirianni. I do think there are some things in the Philly secondary that Herbert can expose. Now, I know the Chargers, you know, they're not great against the run. They're missing some guys in the secondary. But to me, big edge at quarterback, big edge at coach. You know, it wasn't that long ago the Chargers were 4-1, and one, the darlings of the league, a couple bad games. I think you're really buying low here on the Chargers. I like this game. I like the Chargers here. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I saw the line as my first reaction, but they're getting a parade ready, Will, in Philly, so I, I would just alert you to be careful here. <laughs> just be careful. Just, yeah, take it. I mean, it is it's open three-ish, and it's down to, as Will just mentioned, you can find a one. So just, uh, you know, a one and a half. It's a one and a half, lay the 125 on the money line. Mitigate that. You got a plug before we get out of here, Will? VEASAN.com slash subscribe, VEASAN.com slash podcast, New York City cast. Check it out. There it is. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it. Not the Thank Will, you, Will. Hill on Twitter. That game, uh, I'll be interested to hear uh, Michael elucidate on that one, the Chargers at Philly, where they've actually, they're power washing the streets because they're, no, no, no. they're getting ready for the parade, Philly, after the yeah. win in Detroit, right? Oh, Dominic threw for 100 yards. I mean, he passed for 100 yards in the game. And by the way, if, Domi no if Dominic starts wallpapering with those sheets, his walls like Matt Nagy, <laughs> we're going to have to have a conversation. That we're is, not, we're, don't worry, we'll handle that. That's not happening. No, we, we're going to have to have, we have sharks on the wall. We can't go that far. We're going to have sharks on the wall. <laughs> Josh is next. It's a Lombardi line. <laughs> CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, so they did it again. BetMGM, king of sportsbooks. Lock of the year. Ten bucks today for new bettors at BetMGM. You win $200 paid for in free bets if any team scores a touchdown today. That's going to happen. You're going to win the cash. Use the promo code VSIN200. Pardon me. VSIN200. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. New customer offer. Please gamble responsibly. If you have an issue, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we got you back here on the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Hope you're having a good Sunday as we get you going for week nine. Michael Lombardi, safe and comfortable there in his office in Jersey. We bring in Josh Applebaum, of course. Market Insights is the pod, betting across America. And we start with a market update. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Michael. Happy Sunday. Guys, setting the stage today, a couple things just to, you know, high-level trends to look out for, and then we'll dive into all these games. But this year, guys, kind of beating a dead horse here, but dogs, dogs, dogs. Dogs had uh, their second-best week of the year last week, 11-4 and four ATS. On the year, they're now 68-54 and 54 against the spread, 56%. We can layer in some more angles here to make dogs even more profitable. Road dogs, the lack of home field advantage. Road dogs this year are 60% ATS. You could these short road dogs plus six or less, 70% ATS. Conference dogs plus seven or less, that familiarity really benefiting the team getting points, uh, 66% ATS. But then quietly, guys, unders. You know, dogs are, are, are kind of interesting to, to keep a tra- an eye on because, you know, public really loves uh, betting favorites and home teams. But overs as well are a big public play. You want to root for points. You want to watch a fun, ex- exciting game and cash in the end. But unders this year, guys, 67 and 55, 55%. Non-conference unders has been a good angle. The lack of familiarity uh, kind of benefiting, um, you know, the, these lower scoring games, 64% ATS. Yes, this year. Uh, but James Bond, if we can throw this one up, one angle to look at Patrick, I'm going to make you happy. Michael, Patrick's got his Doppler going bigly today. We got a lot of windy unders. We got windy unders, guys. When the wind blows 10 miles an hour or more, uh, the under is 23 and 14 this year, 62%. It's around 56% historically last decade. But these would be your matches today. Texans in Miami, under 46. You got about 13 miles an hour of wind. New England, Carolina, we saw a big move there in the uh, the Lombardi uh, the, sun, the Lombardi sun clash there. 43 down to 41 and a half. Carolina, 6 and 2 to the under. That would also be a non-conference under 64%. Jags in Buffalo, 12 miles an hour there in Jacksonville. That was a 49 down to 48 and a half. Buffalo four and three to the under, Jacksonville five and two to the under, and then Kansas City Green Bay. This is your windiest play of the day. You're not getting the best of it now. It opened 54. It's down to 48. A lot of that was obviously love in for Rodgers, but 15 miles an hour uh, with wind. Unders non-conference 64 percent, and Green Bay is six and two to the under. So these will be your windy under matches today. 60 degrees and windy. Where Millie and the crew, the Lombardi crew, are down in Carolina. That is a low total, Michael. 41 and a half. Pa- Patriots Panthers. <laughs> 
Well, I think, but you know, I think it's just going to be the nature of how the game's going to go. I think both teams, you know, have to protect their offensive lines. Both teams don't want to turn this ball over. Both teams don't want to allow their quarterback to make the mistake that'll cost them the game. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, uh, and the lack of big plays. I mean, it's hard to make big plays against Carolina's defense. You don't have time to hold the football. Ball's got to come out quick, and so I think it'll be a, a game that'll be in the low twenties, early in the teens, something like that. Twenty seventeen, somewhere around there. I think. That's kind of what we're looking at. Okay. We got another board to throw up for Josh, too, with some trends today. Josh, go for it. Yeah, just this board is just looking at reverse line movement. We talk about this quite a bit, but it's just a fishy line move. When you have a majority of bets or the public on one side, yet the line goes the other way. Now, will every RLM play win? No, obviously, but this is, uh, is kind of an indicator of me of respect to money coming in. So let's start with the Eagles here. We always joke, Michael, they don't need the points here. Well, I don't know if they, they will. This thing is uh, trending down toward a pick em. You look at the Chargers started 4-1. and one. They've lost two straight. The Eagles only 3-5, and five, but coming off that big win against Detroit, crushed them. Uh, Patrick, I'm sorry about your Lions there. 44-6, uh, easily covered the three but guys you're getting about two-thirds of bets here on the chargers saying you know herbert lost a couple games he's gonna bounce back and, and you know beat down the, this philly club uh but yet it's been consistent movement to the eagles there's really been no buyback at all they open plus three uh they're all the way down to one and a half on our board but i'm seeing guys this line get to one or maybe even trend down to a pick them uh you would have a lot of system matches here with these dogs short road dogs six or less with a move this year 62 percent ats home ref jerome boger he's 55 percent ats to home teams if you can still find a one and a half the teaser is in a pretty good spot if you're worried if you're worried about the points but you can still find a one and a half you could take the eagles up to seven and a half go through three go through seven and then interesting thing guys if you look at dogs off a 20 point blowout win or more so the eagles are a dog and they, they just crushed the lions those teams get a little mojo bringing uh, into the next game six and one ats this year 17 and seven ats 71 percent last couple years and the chargers guys may be part of this move is injuries to their secondary. Two of their corners are out, Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, and Alohi Gilman, their safety. So a lot of movement here to the Eagles with this really no buyback at all on the Chargers. Yeah, I think that's really the it, Josh. I think when you look at the secondary, especially last week when they played New England, you know, they lose, they lost their secondary players and it really affected them. And so we're going to find out that Brendan Staley today, we're going to find out really what kind of coach he is, how he makes adjustments, because he is going into this game undermanned. And I think that's one of the concerns you have if you take the Chargers. It looks easy on paper uh, to take the Chargers because they are, they have the better quarterback, they can throw the football effectively. And we know the Eagles secondary is not very good if you can protect up front. We shall see. That secondary concerns me, though, for the Chargers. Six and a half point move there with the 49ers catching three to open. Now they're laying three and a half. This is big, Josh. Yeah, this is a huge one here. So, again, I think this is uh, pretty much injury-related. But, again, I think early on you saw indications of San Fran kind of in that dog, divisional dog spot, buy low. Uh, you know, and then really what we saw was, you know, a lot of these books open Arizona laying three on the road. And even though you're still getting, you know, Kyler Murray questionable an injury and you're getting uh, probably no A.J. Green and uh, even uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to test it out before the game. He might miss that game. On the flip side, I think Will Hill hit the nail on the head. 49ers team getting much healthier here. So we've seen that move all the way from uh, 49ers getting three to now minus three and a half. Guys, I see some books. I don't even know. This may even trend to four. Big move here. It's hard to lay, you know, the 49ers now at this point. But if you jumped on them getting points or close to a pick them or uh, maybe a money line spot, a little too pricey for me at this point. But big move towards San Fran. And then a couple others, guys. Uh, Houston and Miami. You guys were mentioning this, but uh, really interesting trend here with Tyrod Taylor in to a questionable and a lot of matches here to Houston. The Texans, who no one wants to bet, but they go from plus seven down to five and a half. I'm seeing books get down to five at this point. They match all these road dog conference dog uh road dogs where the line stays the same or moves in their favor 60 percent but here's the thing guys one interesting stat if you look at two awful teams with a win percentage of 25 percent or less just take the dog very simple system 10 uh, last 10 years 59 percent ats to that dog so line going toward tyrod taylor and then guys the other one would be the cleveland browns on the road at uh the bengals here the cleveland opens getting around three this line is now down to two and i see some one and a half or ones falling here so uh this would be another teaser opportunity if you're nervous about the points you can take cleveland if you can find a two or two and a half get them up to eight eight and a half go through the three go through the seven and michael your favorite guy who you tune in to watch football just to see this guy Scott Novak, he's repping <laughs> this game. He's 59% ATS to the road team. A lot of moves uh, uh, toward uh, the Browns here in this divisional game. Yeah, I mean, that's the scares me about it. I, I like the Browns in the game. I really do. I, I mean, but I, I, I'm going to, I mean, just, I'm going to be regretting that decision. I mean, I took it in Chris Russo's contest because you kind of have to alternate picks and do what you do. But for me, uh, 
you know, I, I'm scared to death of him. I, I really am. I'm scared to death that he's going to to screw something up, and, and I have a feeling he will. Okay, we do have breaking news here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It is VSIN, the sports betting network. Tua will not start today. He will dress as the backup, but Tua is out in Miami, Houston in town. Again, Michael. again, Patrick, again, you know, Josh has talked about the line movement in this game, right? So the line, this line, I don't know if this is one of those lines that nobody really knows, right? The line opened seven. It got all the way down to four and a half, right? The Tyrod Taylor news. And then now it's come back with the Tua news. Like, this is strange to me. Like this, like we were, I've been asking myself all week, why is this line moving back to Miami? You know, it moved all the way down to four and a half. Once we saw Tyrod Taylor, that went down to four. I mean, in the contest, it's four and a half. It's moving the other way now. You can take a look at the board. It's lighting up, right, Josh? We're down to four at Circa, four and a half at Westgate. We officially have it four and a half here, MGM. So, again, Tua out. That is the breaking news here. Uh, Josh, you shocking see Shocking no- he's hurt, Patrick. I, I'm is it? surprised. He's, it's <laughs> shocking. I don't understand it. Yeah. You know, he's hurt again. How did that happen? I mean... So unfortunate. It is. And you see the total lighten up there as well, Josh. Yeah, exactly right, Patrick. Great job by you breaking this news because, again, we saw inklings of, you know, Tua with the, I think, the hand finger, something with his, his throwing hand finger. here. Yes. The finger, Michael. Yeah, exactly. So, again, I'm throwing hand. Non-throwing hand, hey, maybe you can get through it. But this is kind of an issue here that could affect him. And, obviously, going to Brissett most likely uh, is causing this line move. And you guys are right. I'm seeing it get down to four and a half, four. You know, if you can find a four and a half teaser on the Texans going up against Brissett, you take him to ten and a half, go through seven, go through ten. That could be worthwhile. And then, guys, a couple more real quick. The G-men. Keep an eye on the G-men. You're seeing a lot of juice movement back toward the G-men. Uh, everyone's betting the Vegas Raiders. Obviously, controversies they've dealt with this year with Gruden and now Henry Ruggs. Now you're on the road still getting about 70% of bets. That thing opened uh, Vegas Raiders laying three. At one point, it got to three and a half, but any three and a half quickly got e- eaten up back down to three. And now, guys, all these threes are plus three, minus 120 to the G-men. So it looks like this thing is getting down to two and a half. I'd look at the G-men here getting three before you lose that key number. Great job. Great information, Josh. And Michael, we know bookmakers don't really have a delineation between Tua and Jacoby, but the market thinks differently, right? We can yep, discuss that. No doubt. We can, we can discuss that when we come back. Great information, Josh, at Josh Thanks, underscore guys. insights. We're coming back. The big news, Tua's out in Miami. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.